All right, welcome back, everybody, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. And uh, we've had a few weeks off. Some things have happened since then. Uh, New coaches, some coaches here, some coaches there, some coaches we won't see again. Here a coach, there a coach, everywhere a coach, coach. (laughs) Basically. Um, and yeah, and then some players over here, some players over there. It's been an interesting, uh, postseason for the Lions and the Wolverines already. And we haven't even finished, um, the NFL season yet because the (laughs) Super Bowl is upon us. But, um, I think what we will go ahead and do is jump into, what's going on, what's transpired with the Lions since the last time that we talked. There's some coaching stuff and definitely some player stuff. So, Brandon, what are you most excited to talk about first? Mm. Well, um, I can say the biggest news is is that the Lions announced that they were going to um, trade Matthew Stafford, and then they did. Yeah. <laughs> actually did something. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Um, well, they traded Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff, a 2021 third-round pick, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick. So they got quite the return. I was kind of kind of surprised at that. I wasn't expecting the Rams to make a trade at all. Yeah. Did you see some of the other offers? Did you look at that information or no? Yeah, I saw that the Panthers wanted to offer like number eight overall and then a later round pick. Um, and that's kind of interesting. I'm assuming that Teddy Bridgewater probably would have been part of that trade too. Just because, you know, they weren't going to pay two quarterbacks over $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, other ones I saw the Washington football team offered their first round pick. Uh, that would have been what? 15, 17, something like that. 17, I think. And then other teams that were interested, but didn't make any real offers were the Colts, uh, the Patriots and the 49ers, which were really all, all teams I expected. I think the Rams were really the ones kind of out of left field. Yeah, the um, I thought it was kind of interesting that I saw that uh, apparently Stafford did not have any interest in going to New England. So, well, I think a lot of that reason is that Matt Patricia's back on the Patriots. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody thought very much of Matt Patricia. <laughs> I didn't think, uh, or I was not aware of that. I did not uh, keep up with that. So Yeah, he's like assistant to the coach or something. Assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just a made-up title to make him feel good about himself. Nice. Uh, that's probably the biggest news. Uh, man, when they announced that they were going to trade Stafford, I was excited because I'm like, we're going to get a rookie quarterback in here and we're going to like get someone who, you know, maybe is a dual threat or something and can make some 
plays with his feet, you know, and his arm. And then when they traded for Goff, I'm like, ugh. Like, Goff kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that maybe they can still draft a quarterback and maybe let him sit. Or, you know, I was listening to Sports Talk this week, and, you know, they made some good points. Like, you know, if Jared Goff sucks, I mean, that works out good because then we'll still have another top 10 pick and we can pick, you know, we can pick a quarterback next year early on. Um, if Jared Goff plays good, then that works out good too. The really the bad thing is if he plays mediocre. <sighs> then it's like, okay, do we keep him? It's like, do we keep him as a starter or do we trade him? Yeah. Or do we, you know, cut him? Because his contract's so so huge that you can't really cut him this year. You have to you have to wait till next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if they waited after two seasons, I don't think it's a penalty, like a penalty on the cap at all. I'm not rem- I don't remember exactly how his contract is structured, but yeah, he's making like a ridiculous amount of money. Of course he is. So yeah, and then man, the other changes completely different front office and coaching staff. Yay! So they got um, Dan Campbell as a head coach. He actually used to play for the Lions a few years ago as a tight end, and then he was was coaching uh, the tight ends on the Dolphins for a while. When the Dolphins fired their coach, he was like the interim head coach. And then from there, he went on to the Saints. And he was assistant coach and uh, the tight ends coach there, too. And I, I don't know. He's like a super passionate guy. Uh, his press conference was kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, we're talking about biting kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Just nice to see a guy who's passionate and you know seems to really want to be there, and you know admits, you know he admitted in his press conference, you know, like you know I may not know everything, and I accept that. You know, you talked about uh, Sean Payton and. New Orleans like there were some things he wasn't good at and he knew that but he got the right people in place to like fill in the spots where he was lacking so you know when he brought in the rest of his coaching staff it kind of shows that you know he brought in Anthony Lynn who has a lot of experience he's an offensive coordinator uh he's fresh off from being the head coach of the Chargers maybe not the best head coach but as a coordinator, he was great. Um, and he worked really good with Justin Herbert this year. Um, he's probably going to end up being the rookie of the year. I mean, after the season he had. Um, I mean, they brought in some other guys, too. They got Deuce Staley as a running backs coach. Uh, he's been around quite a while now. He was a running backs coach and in Pittsburgh a long time running back for the Eagles and the the Steelers. And he's highly regarded. 
So, you know, it's nice to see that they brought in some guys some experience since, you know, Campbell's a relatively new coach. Uh, then a defensive coordinator, uh, they brought another solid guy. Um, he was, I believe, a secondary coach. Like the, Yeah, he was a secondary coach for the, the Saints. Uh, his name's Aaron Glenn. Uh, so another guy with like not a lot of experience, but I've heard nothing but good things about him. And then the quarterbacks coach, they brought in Mark Brunel, who might a lot of people might recognize. Of you know, he was a quarterback for years in the NFL. Uh, he was one of Brett Favre's backups in Green Bay, and then he went on to be probably the best quarterback that the Jacksonville Jaguars have ever had. Uh, and then from there, he went on to play for the Redskins for a while, and you know, a left a lefty, one of the best lefties ever to play quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, all of his experience playing in the NFL, and I mean, you know, I sure he's got a lot of stuff to teach and a lot of stuff to share. And he also brought in Dom Dom Capers as like a a defensive advisor or something like that. They called it. Who he's he's been around the NFL for a long time as a defensive coordinator, so it's nice to get another guy with lots of experience there. Uh, and the last one that really stood out, um, the Lions brought in uh, Dorsey, who used to be a GM for the Chiefs and the Browns, and you know what, the Chiefs and the Browns are like the two best teams in the AFC right now. <laughs> yes. So yeah, John Dorsey, um, another guy with like a lot of great experience. He came, he's coming in as like, uh, Brad Holmes, a new GM's like left hand or right hand man. I mean, so that'll help him out a lot too with, you know, just with contract stuff and working on trades because, um, Brad Holmes, a new GM, he's a, he was a college like the director of college scouting for the Rams for okay. I think like five years, something like that. And, you know, it is to note that like the Rams haven't had a first round draft pick since like, gosh, I, I think they said it was like 2015 or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, you can see like all the pro bowlers they have on that team. And those are all guys that, that Holmes scouted and, you know, the Rams drafted and he was able to find, you know, high quality impact players in the third round and later. So nice. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what this new regime can do. I mean, it all looks good on paper, but we'd have to see the product on the field. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of new information. I mean, key player obviously gone new system in place bunch of new coaches so question marks all over the place oh yeah and i'm expecting like lots of cuts maybe a lot of solid guys not resigned you know i'm really not expecting kenny galladay to come back now i saw that he was wanting to stay yeah i saw that too but i also saw that he really liked stafford and then 
the Lions are kind of like in salary cap hell right now with all those terrible signings that Quinn Trisha had. So we'll see what happens. They're going to have to cut a lot of a lot of dead weight and some, you know, cut some players that might be pretty good that they would want to keep, but, you know, just cap casualties. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a rebuild. It's going to take a while. No. Unacceptable. <laughs> Playoff next year. Playoffs or bust. are bust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of which, like, what do you think would be kind of a realistic uh, record next year? Just kind of off the top of your head. I know way, 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 way too early, but just kind of. <laughs> After what you've seen happen, I know more changes are probably expected. Yeah. What What do you think? If you had to put a number on it, what would you put? Oh man, I don't. I really don't expect them to win too much. Um, I'm expecting another top ten pick next year. I can say say that. Um. Wow. Uh, five wins. Okay. That's kind of what I'm expecting. I can't remember how many they had this year. I mean, it was such a forgettable season. Yeah, for sure. I um I actually had down five wins too, so Yeah, they went five and eleven. You know, they might even get less than that. Yeah. Because uh, Goff I mean, let's face it, Goff isn't as good as Stafford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see what was... they do with those draft picks that they're getting too. So I mean, having all those future draft picks, that's yeah, you know, that's saying that they're in for the long haul. Plus, when Dan Campbell got signed, he got signed to a seven-year contract. Nice. So well, we will see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's it is what it is. It's nice to see changes, though. So hopefully, those pan out over time. So yeah, twenty. 21 might just be what it is when we finally get there. So, uh, I don't have much to add really. I mean, I'll have my fair share here to mention in a minute about all the, uh, things going on at Michigan, but yeah, the lines are what they are right now and probably won't talk much more about them until the draft. So, yeah. And, you know, there's no combine this year, so that's a big old turd because I always liked watching the combine. And I really don't understand why they can't have it. They're just going to do pro days. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's what I think. Basically. So, speaking of, uh, let's move on to Michigan football. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, good old time doing that. So, all right. So, since it's been several weeks since we had our last episode, um, we actually will have. Um, actually, it might be kind of interesting doing this here at the beginning because it might uh, bring us up to speed on some of the things. Is that uh, we've got several voicemails and they're from the past several weeks. So, I'm sure we're going to uh, touch on several different subjects here. So, I'm going to play the voicemails here. And then we'll dive into Michigan football. So here we go. Oh, it is. I ain't even no Twitter handle. Let's get right to it. Mike Hart, Michael Hart, y'all. 
I've been wanting this for years. They brought him back home. Man, when I tell you, I was so happy because I was um, I was on on my job, and um, I was in the back of the truck because I worked for an armored um, armored vehicle um, company, and I saw uh, a guy, my man Matt Todd Toddzenator. That's his at. So y'all y'all going to shout him out at Toddzenator? I think seventy six or something. He he was like Mike Hart in all caps and exclamation points, and I'm like, man, hold up. I went to the phone real quick, and I'm like, oh, man, they got Mike Hart, a real running back coach. So, Jay Harbaugh, if you're listening, yeah, this this guy toted the rock. He knows what he's doing. Unlike you, you need to go watch some film and, and, and make sure the, the the body armor or the, or the power aid is filled up. That's all you're good for, and I hope you're listening, chump. Anyway, man, I, I love this move. You know, I, Harbaugh might be for real. I and I don't want to be that guy to be like, well, it took him long enough for his contract is incentive late, so he's betting on himself. He can't get it wrong, so he's making all these desperate moves now, man. These are moves he should have made from the start. I don't know how he and Mike settled their differences. I don't even care. I'm just glad they did. They're two grown men. Uh, Mike belonged in Michigan, not at Indiana. Um, Indiana, he did a good job. Good job, but Michael is a Michigan man, and um, – he should have been in Michigan, and I hope that these running backs finally get developed, which I think they will, because Mike developed. He got better every year, literally. He brought that intensity, that toughness. He brought that grit, that heart, that drive, that passion, that determination, that will. Even in the games they lost, those big games against Ohio State, he did his thing. You can't blame it on him. Uh, I see where Coach Harbaugh is looking to, you know, solidify that secondary um, um, staff. Got to get, got to get some more guys in there, man. I, I wouldn't be mad if Marcus Ray came, but Marcus Ray been talking bad about Michigan. I think he's sour grapes. Maybe it's, I don't know if it'll be Tim Banks. I don't know. All I know is it's a good start. So, Coach Harbaugh, if you're listening, you know you 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 get a day off. I'm, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna tell you up today, but but your oldest son, oh he 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 gonna keep catching them bombs. I don't care. I don't care what. He, uh, the, the dude just sucks. And y'all, uh, Brandon and, and Caleb, y'all know it. Y'all ain't gonna say it, but deep down. I mean, y'all know y'all can write it down. That ain't saying it. You can you can write it down. Or you can text each other. But man, yeah, man, this is a great move. I love it. The running backs are gonna be thrilled, and 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 I think this 2022 class is gonna be the greatest Michigan class ever. That's all I say about that. Hopefully, it comes to fruition. But I love this move, uh, man. Go blue. Hey, we got a happy voicemail from Steven. <laughs> <laughs> he was pumped up. Yeah, I don't I knew, know. I knew as soon as I saw that Mike Hart was brought on as the running backs coach, I'm like, oh, Stephen's going to love that. <laughs> yeah, so you'll notice a progression through these because these were uh, over the weeks of uh, the time off and everything. So mm-hmm. he might have an update here in the next couple uh, voicemails. But it's kind of like I, hate, I, I know he realizes now at this point, but I hate to break it to him that Jay Harbaugh, even though he's not the running backs coach, is still very much on the team. <laughs> so sorry, Stephen. But here we go. We'll move on to uh, the next voicemail then. Fellas, y'all know who this is. Let's get right to it. So <clears throat> I want to touch on just two things today. The first thing I, I'll touch on is the, um, the new hires as far as coaching. I hear Ed Warner is gone probably to the Jaguars, which sucks because I liked him. At least he he was doing his job. 
You know, I, I know normally I go off on Josh Gaddison, Jay, Jay freaking Harbaugh, but yeah, I'm going to go off on them again today, too. They still trash, man. I don't know why Gaddis is still there, um, but whatever. Hopefully they bring in a new co-OC at least because, you know, Gaddis is garbage. And, you know, the, anyway, forget Jay Harbaugh. I'm done talking about that bum, man. I think he, I think he's got a burner account because somebody was tweeting me weeks ago, and they were like, well, you keep tweeting Jay Harbaugh like a nerd. And I was like, I think I found your, your burner account, Jay, man. Tell your daddy he sucks. I think it was him, you know. This is before Coach Harbaugh signed, but Jay, if you're listening, you got a burner account. That's pretty lame, bro. Like, you know, this is this this is one of the reasons I don't like you. Like, I don't I don't I don't like you as a coach. I'm not too fond of you as a human being either. But moving on, um, I like Mo Linquist. I like that hire. This guy's throwing out offers, good offers to good players, which is what we needed because Mike Zordich. Um, I still I still don't understand how he didn't know who Marcus Ray was. Like that that right there is a fireable offense. Um, but it is what it is. They got some younger guys that are going to recruit well. That's what they needed instead of that trash they had the last few years. Second thing I'll touch on is this. So, Domani Jackson committed to USC. I talked to somebody who was in the recruiting, and they said that he's probably not going to Michigan. Jim Harbaugh's hesitance to sign the contract really hurt some things. You know, this, and this is why I'm, I'm, I'm no longer a fan of his. Because th- that contract could have been signed or rejected weeks before we knew anything. He didn't have to wait that long. Maybe the NFL just didn't want him. But with some of the new NFL coaching hires, I- I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and say they didn't want him. Because some of these guys, man, they these these new coaches at these places, I'm like, good good grief, these guys are trash. They'll be fired in three years. But Domani would have been good. I still want Will Johnson to go to Michigan. If he doesn't, I like Jaden Gould. I know that 24-7 is projecting him to go to Michigan. Um, but but still, man, like, that might have cost Michigan some players, um, this whole situation. And even with that, you know, some of those coaches have two-year deals. I know Mike Hart has a two-year deal. Harbaugh essentially has a one-year deal to get it done or he's getting fired. So I think recruits see that and, and – I, what, what do you all? What do you all think about it? Because you know, I, I'm, I just don't love this. I don't love this whole situation, man. All right, thanks, Stephen, for that one. Um, I mean, I think we'll wait and talk, uh, talk about all of it after it's all said and done. I think this last voicemail, uh, which is actually from today, is going to be talking about National Signing Day, um, which will probably be great because he'll probably talk more about it than either of us will because national signing day uh, recruits and everything are not something that we primarily focus on. So um, we will talk the contract extension and thoughts on that after we listen to the last voicemail. So one thing um, I'll say is what was that beeping in the background? It sounded like he was playing Simon or something. (laughs) (laughs) Simon or an old arcade game. I am not sure. If he was playing Simon, he was doing a great job while talking because I didn't hear the buzz at all. (laughs) Steven Brandon needs answers. All right, here's the last voicemail then real quick. Fellas, what's going on? Y'all know who this is. Uh, February 3rd, getting ready for uh, the closing of National Signing Day for about 99% of the players. I know a few of them are going to take it a little bit longer because they're divas. Glad they're not going to Michigan. It is what it is. This is going to be real short, kind of. 
This is this for all you Michigan State fans. I know y'all kind of, you know, by now you've got the news that Rayshon Benny chose Michigan. I mean, number love for you. But I'm not, not, yeah, the best players in Michigan play for Michigan. I don't, I'm a four stars and five stars want to go to Michigan State. Y'all got one. Be happy. Be happy with that linebacker. I don't know, you know, why he chose Michigan State. It is what it is. I don't even care. But all this talk about Rayshon Benny not going to Michigan, I mean, if he was going to Michigan State, he would have signed early. Uh, so I can go through all these tweets and tell all these Spartan fans, you know, talking about he's not going to Michigan, he's comfortable, he's Lansing. Uh, I, I, we, I was just going to wait. I, I, I don't want to be petty, but I'm a petty dude, so I can only be who I am. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm petty towards Michigan State and OSU fans. I'm not even going to call OSU their name anymore. They're just OSU. So I could be talking about Oregon State or anybody, but yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Y'all like the worst fans on earth, man. I'm and I'm and since I'm glad Alabama beat them down in the national championship game, so they they, they they shut up for a while. But back to Spartan fans. Yeah, man. I hope y'all enjoy them that one four star and them eighteen and nineteen three stars, because that's all you're good for. Getting two and three stars. And Michigan get them too, but Michigan don't get them in a high clip like y'all. I mean, Michigan State get three stars. It's, it's almost like. You know, they, they wish for full stars and their wishes don't come true, so they just have to just settle for whatever they get, man. But do I feel bad for you? No. You beat, they beat Michigan on the field this, uh, last season. It won't happen for a while. But, yeah, it is what it is. But, but yeah, I, I'm just going to be petty, man. Rayshon Benny was never going there. There's a clown school, clown administration with clown coaches, and they're going to get clown on the field. So I hope you enjoy it, all you, all you sporty fans. And I can't, I'm, I'm glad the show is back. It took long enough. You know, it, it's been a minute. Y'all, ain't, y'all ain't, the last time y'all put out a show, it was a different president. But it is what it is. Um, anyway, gonna get back on this road, man. So shout out to uh, Michigan State for being bums. Yeah, you go forever be bums, and that's just the way it is. All right, peace. All right, Stephen. Thank you for all those calls. Appreciate it. Hope the off season has been good to you. And yeah, so to review on all of that, first of all, uh, one quick thing I'll say, talking about his favorite person, uh, Jay Harbaugh, <laughs> um, Brandon and I definitely have not been um, as critical or as blunt about Jay Harbaugh, but personally, I'll say, I mean, I've never been impressed with his, um, uh would you say coaching performance? Cause he's not a head coach, but uh, right. the, the results that we've seen of his coaching <laughs> or I mean, lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a little surprised to see that he was still sticking around with all the changes that happened uh, this year, a little bit surprised, a little bit, not, I guess I would say, but um, I mean, I would say similar feelings, just not uh, expressed the same way. Uh, he, is still on the team. Uh, he's landed at the special teams coordinator and the tight ends. Um, so that's happened. And then um, not a lot to say on uh, national signing day, other than Michigan did. Uh, a lot of people are putting Michigan as one of the teams that benefited the most or kind of improved the most because they were able to bump themselves up into the top 10 after some of those flips and things like that. So, I mean, it is what it is. They're the only, uh, only the second Big Ten team in the top ten compared to Ohio State. Uh, so, 
I don't know. I mean, you take it for what's worth because Michigan's been getting really good recruiting, has gotten really good recruiting classes, and hasn't really done anything with it. So, yeah, it kind of is what it is. But to go back to uh, Stevens, probably I would say biggest question out of those three voicemails was just kind of our reaction to the drama that was the Jim Harbaugh extension. Yeah. Uh, I have not read details and seen exactly what people have broken down who were maybe closer to the situation. But to me, it came across as he initially was shopping around the NFL. Uh, Again, this is what it came across to me. No, no specific information coming from anywhere, but it did seem like he explored things with the NFL for a little while. Then it, seemed like he came back and was talking uh, and trying to work out the contract, which still took a long time. So I don't know if he was waiting to hear back about potential NFL job or what the deal was with that, because I don't, I agree with Steven that I don't really understand what it took as long as it did. Uh, because I, I don't know. I just, uh, and I even said it at one point, it just doesn't make you feel like Jim Harbaugh is really committing to this. Um, but, I mean, the contract that they landed on does make you feel a little bit better because, as everybody's saying, it's basically a put-up-or-shut-up kind of thing. It's either like he proves himself or he get, works himself out of a job uh, yeah. this coming season. So there's the good and the bad with it. Definitely the bad, uh, as Steven alluded to that, some recruits were, um, warded off by the whole situation. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. I mean, not, uh, not super enthusiastic. The biggest thing for me is just that change happened. Like there was that point where you weren't certain what was going to be happening um, if anybody was really going to be changing or leaving. And that bugged me because I was just like, there's no way that this staff should stay the same at all. And there were plenty of changes uh, to go through things. Uh, I know that Stephen mentioned some of them, but of course, Jim Harbaugh is the head coach, hired on uh, Mike McDonald for the defensive coordinator. Jay Harbaugh, as we mentioned, moved over to special teams and tight ends. Uh, safeties coach now uh, George Hilo, uh, Mo Linguist uh, with the defensive backs and co-defensive coordinator, uh, Sean Nua as the defensive line coach, uh, Josh Gaddis still offensive coordinator, but there is a co-offensive coordinator, hopefully to Stephen's delight, also the uh, offensive line coach, uh, Sharon Moore, and then uh, Brian Jean-Marie, is linebackers coach, uh, Ron Bellamy, former player, also former player, wide receivers coach. And then, of course, uh, talked plenty about Mike Hart coming in at the running backs coach. So lots of moving pieces. The youngest um, coaching staff in all power five, I believe uh, it was said. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm... My main reaction is I'm glad there's change. I'm not overly invested or optimistic um, because that's why I've learned over the past six years is that it's 
who knows what's going to happen and it's not really worth like building up and thinking that something for sure is going to change because we've put ourselves in that position before and it's been the exact opposite. So, uh, Brandon, before I get carried away too far with that, your initial reactions to kind of like how the Harbaugh contract went down and things like that. Um, man, I said before all this went down that I didn't think he was going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was going to be given more time. Uh, the extension was a little bit of a surprise, but really, honestly, it was like a rework of his contract more than it was much of an extension. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just so beaten down by Michigan. Uh, I was happy to see that Muddy Hart came back. Uh, I think that was a good addition. Uh, man, Don Brown going, that was an addition by subtraction there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just... we'll rework the defense and not dominate small schools and then get destroyed by our rivals. Yeah. I, uh, I, in all the changes that I'm looking at right now, the two biggest things to take away, in my opinion, are Don Brown gone, Mike Hart in. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the two big, I mean, uh, other stuff looks good too, but the two biggest things in my opinion are Brown out, Mike Hart in. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. If there was anything bigger in your opinion or something else. Uh, that stood th- out. Yeah. Those were the two things that really stood out to me. Um, and Josh Gaddis is still the offensive coordinator. I still, I don't know. I don't, I, I think he's going to be gone after this season. Um, you know, it's possible Harbaugh could be gone too. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'd be a little surprised at that because I think that Michigan just really likes the idea of having Harbaugh as a coach more yeah. than like his success as a coach. And yeah. I mean, you got to win some dang games. Got to mm-hmm. be Michigan State. Got to at least put up a fight against Ohio State. Jeez, that's all I'm asking for. Yeah, no, I I mean, so it's I find it really tricky. I know that the head coach stays the same, but this team could look extremely different. I mean, the defensive scheme is going to be changing um, along with I don't know if they're going to be changing stuff with the offense, even though the coordinator is the same. But usually when there's big changes like this and a team looks a, a lot different the following season, they can be difficult to play against. Like mm-hmm. you, you saw when um, Brady Hope came in and had the really great first year, and then it was a steady decline after that. You see, with a lot of other places, I can't think of. There was somebody, I think it was two seasons ago, that did the exact kind of same thing. Like new staff looked really great, and then the next year they had a big drop off. Um. So I'm kind of hoping that at least with some of those bigger teams like Wisconsin and Ohio State that there'll be enough new stuff going on and better coaching in general that it will be competitive. But I'm not like holding my breath that it's going to be anything revolutionary and things are going to change drastically. But Hey, at least if we're losing to... Michigan State at halftime on Fox, we won't have to hear Urban Meyer talk about how terrible we are. Right. 
<laughs> now that he's coaching Jacksonville. Oh my gosh. I never really watched that halftime show. Uh, every time I saw him, I just it made me angry. Yeah. It's his dumb face. Uh, well, when the Jaguars start doing bad, he'll have another health issue come up. So. <laughs> Probably. He'll pull a Fred G. Sanford and just grab his chest and scream about how it's the big one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was her name? Uh, huh? his, the wife's name? Uh, uh, Elizabeth? Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth! I'm coming um, for you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so uh, honestly, kind of like looking at next season a little bit, like way too early and everything, uh, 12 games in the season. I, I really think that Michigan should get seven wins, really probably should get eight wins. It's kind of like past that, whether it's going to be quote unquote kind of successful honestly honestly if i were to label next year like a success like somehow to find a way to uh be successful i know this is going to sound extreme and um to a certain degree but it's like basically it kind of looks like 10 wins to me like to make it true label it truly successful you'd have to really look at 10 wins because if you get 10 wins, then that would mean that Michigan would beat two of these four teams. Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could lose to what lo- looks to be the two best teams right now, Wisconsin and Ohio State. But if you beat everybody else on your schedule, including a Michigan State and a Penn State, honestly, from what last year was and everything, that would look successful to me i mean of course everybody wants that win over a high state and everything but right now honestly the team just needs to get back on track but i mean that's really early and that's going from i can't even remember what this year's schedule was or um i stopped caring after we lost to michigan state yeah i was basically i was basically the same yeah two and four because the last three games got canceled, two and four. So to be able to bounce back from two and four and even heck get nine wins after a season like that would be good, but successful, honestly, like back to what Michigan football looked like under the first two years under Jim Harbaugh would be getting back to 10 wins. Mm-hmm. So I would agree but, with that. But not holding my breath. I mean, I'll be watching it. Like, I'm not, I said it earlier, like, the way that I look at it is, like, I'm not deeply invested in the performance for this upcoming year. Like, I I, I love Michigan football. I'm still going to stick with it. I love doing this podcast. I love talking about it. Um, uh, Michigan football has had its highs and lows. I'm not going anywhere. But just as far as, the level of investment as of a fan slash enthusiasm goes, it, it's tapered off. I've got, I've got a ceiling for it because it's just like, it's really not worth it until we know if this is actually going in the right direction. And honestly, looking at the schedule, um, it won't be until probably, well, okay. Like if they, if they go on a winning streak that you won't really know how well things are going until, uh, sometime in October. Cause that's when 
Wisconsin and Michigan State come up. So, but, I mean, that's so far away. Here we are in February waiting for the Super Bowl to get done and <laughs> then have to wait all the way until September for football again. So, yeah, the long, long off season. Yeah. Uh, any general thoughts before wrapping up for Michigan football? Um, not really, I guess, you know, that classic line from the office. Yep. I'm ready to get my heart broken again. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, I think that we need to bring back our mantra, our tagline of show me, don't tell me. Oh, for sure. It's been that way for years now. Mm hmm. Every single year it's the same. And like if you follow, um, you know, Michigan Wolverines on MLive on Facebook, they're always like, this person looked great in practice. Like they did that about Milton. And I was like, didn't like Wilton Spate look great in practice and John O'Corn and Shea Patterson. And (laughs) I still, I still remember like the, the classic moment from last year was after the Minnesota game, which was a ranked matchup. First game of the season, everybody going off about how this could be Jim Harbaugh's best team. Yeah. And even Joel Klatt got on it. And usually I I like a lot of what Joel Klatt has to say. But I was just like, come on, people. You know, just one game. Just hold off. Mm -hmm. You know, Let's let's see how this goes. And at that time too, it was very much like we Michigan was missing players, Minnesota was missing some players. You know, let's watch more than one game before we say this is going to be Jim Harbaugh's best team. And then fart in the wind. <laughs> All we are is farts in the wind. <laughs> Basically. So well, um, so as far as the podcast is going to be going, it is the off season. We do weekly episodes during the season, but during the off season, it's really kind of by um, uh, surrounded by specific events. Uh, it works out well that here we are now, National Signing Day. We touched on it. As I said, that's not really our specialty. That was uh, Craig's area of expertise. Uh, we're going to be talking at some point around the draft Uh, maybe a pre-episode and a post-episode. And then, of course, uh, before the season kicks off around the preseason for the NFL, those are going to be the main points. There might be some stuff scattered in between, but uh, we for sure will not be doing weekly episodes, just to let you all know. Uh, I think that's going to be it. Uh, Brandon, did, did we miss anything? No, I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything for both teams. All right. Well, uh, football's not completely done. I mean, as the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. So hope you all get to enjoy the last hoorah of football for... Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, again, with a new team. So, uh, yeah, definitely rooting go Bucks for that one. It'd be kind of crazy to see them win the Super Bowl after never even imagining that they would be in the Super Bowl for a while. So, 
But uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, we hope the off season treats you well. Hopefully, by the time we come back around to having regularly scheduled episodes, um, things are quote unquote back to normal. Maybe fans in the stands, and I don't know. Who knows? We're coming up on a year on this crap. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> Ending on an optimistic note, right? I guess. <laughs> uh, we will catch you all later, though. And as always, go blue. Go blue. <laughs>